All right, welcome to Seize Backstage. This is your all-access pass to everything you need to know to design, produce, and inspire your next event. I'm your host, Troy Peters, Seize Productions' very own Chief Experience Officer here to guide you through the world of live event production. Remember to subscribe to the podcast at seizepro.com slash backstage or wherever you get your favorite podcast so you too can be backstage. On today's episode, we've got Suki Junkie. Uh, CMP IOM. She's an award-winning meeting industry and non-profit professional. Uh, and we're going to talk about service as your superpower, or as she puts it, her love language, <laughs> which is acts of service. But we both met each other almost 10 years ago when we were volunteering to be a part of MPI, the Arizona chapter, Arizona Sunbelt chapter. And we just hit it off because we served on the board together. We served on committees together and we've stayed in touch um, worked some events together. Um, tell us a little bit about how you got involved and and what um, your acts of service or your your service as your superpower means to you. And welcome. Sure. Well, thank you for having me, Troy. And uh, really excited to be here with my my good good friend Troy. Um, let's see. How did I get started? So my family has all been really in the service industry, um, from hospitality, food service. My first jobs were in the service industry, helping out at restaurants and becoming, you know, server, hostess, and even a little bit of chefing, <laughs> which is fun. Um, and all of the roles I had in my careers were, you know, forward on, you know, service, whether it was marketing or customer service, um, volunteering in my community. It just really has always been a part of who I am, who my family is, and it just comes naturally to want to help and to provide service to people. So I think that's why I wanted to really talk about that today because when I started in this industry, I was working as a marketing director who also had to be, you know, the event planner. Sure. That's a part of the job. All the different hats. All the different hats. That's our business in a nutshell, all the different hats. Right. But I didn't have any formal training on what it looked like to run an event, to manage an event, to order things for events like trade shows. Yep. And luckily I had a lot of great um, partners or suppliers that helped walk me through that when I first started in the event side of marketing. So that service that was given to me from my uh, partner uh, really helped me become a better you know, employee, become uh, a successful employee in doing the meeting planning side. Mm -hmm. So from being a marketing director, I went to the trade show builder side and was of service to my clients there and helped them as marketing executives or directors become heroes with their trade shows and meetings. Right. Um, So kind of giving back in that way. And then throughout all of that, serving on different community boards, whether it was for, um, you know, my kids' schools or with a local historical society. I served on a planning commission in my city uh, to help with the planning of the city that I grew up in. So always being of service. And then um, when I moved to Arizona, right before I met you, um, it was to be of service to a family member. Uh, She was going through dementia um, and needed assistance in living. So (coughs) I moved her from uh, Cleveland to be closer to some of our family in Arizona. And I was of service to her for the last year and a a half of her life. Um, So I think that just kind of leans into, you know, who I am and what makes up my superpower. Um, it's not just what I do at work. It's it's who I am in my family and it's who I am for my friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just really lean into that. 
So since I've been in Arizona, we uh, we met at my first MPI event, which was an Educon, a weekend Educon. Yep. And um, I actually think that one of the reasons you and I started chatting at that event is because at the time the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge was going on. That's right. And yes. I said to you, and I believe Rowan, I said, you know, <clears throat> we need to figure out a way to get that incorporated into this weekend. And yeah. so we, you know, worked on our little planning. Yeah, and a little behind the scenes, a little <laughs> communication happening. Mm-hmm. Getting, getting that moving together. Getting that yep. organized. And we ended up having the, the hotel staff pour buckets of ice water over all the participants for that. And we recorded it and challenged other right. MPI chapters to do the yeah, same. Yeah, that's right. Oh, my gosh. That's how we met. Forgot all about that. But that's yeah. right. We were kind of the... Uh, uh, there was a small group of us that were sort of, <laughs> get, I don't know, the behind the scenes of the behind the scenes that were sort of the instigators. That's the word I'm looking for, that we're sort of instigating all the like, make sure people are involved, make sure we're we're there for a whole weekend. It was really a retreat of education and, and networking. And and then that happening at the same time, yeah, just that, as it's all coming back to me, the percolation of who, who wants to do this? Who could we get to do this? Yeah. Could we get everybody at the conference? We had like 100 people there. We did. Everybody stood up against that brick wall in the middle of the night. Luckily, it was in the Arizona desert, so it was nice and warm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're right. The staff dumped buckets of ice-cold water on us. And right. Yeah. Wow. So, Suki and Troy, the instigators. There we go. Instigators. I, I love it. Yes. Um, but it is so important, I believe, to be involved. I think, you know, it, we so many companies are so immersed in the idea of ROI being a tangible dollars and cents thing, right? Black and white. But the ROI when you are investing your heart and soul into something seems to always come back. So talk about a little, if you were trying to help a company that was, I don't see the value in being engaged. I mean, even just what we're doing here, this is a big part of what Seize Productions does is our give back, our secret sauce, right? Sharing our secret sauce and what it takes to do our job because it is such a behind the scenes, there's the curtain and then everything we do um, that it's very misunderstood or, or just not understood at all. So being able to help people understand it by spending some dollars, spending some effort and into that ROI. So where are you seeing ways of, of being involved, whether it's on a board or, or involved in your community that might help uh, an owner of a company say, yeah, we should be more involved in this world? Wow, that was a big question. Sorry, so rambling a little bit. But. Okay. I will have to say, though, that I agree that what, what Seize does and what you do behind the scenes is kind of like the magic power. You know, it's like Oz behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. I have so much respect for what goes on behind the scenes, and I love being in the back of house and, and just seeing how the magic happens. Yeah. So uh, kudos to, to everyone on your team and your industry for doing a fantastic job Thank and making you. us all look amazing. Um, so one of the things that I'm really passionate about is wherever I work or wh- wherever I'm serving, um, I like to have businesses understand that being a part of your community and giving back is really a marketing advantage. One of the things I learned early on going to conferences and you know through my training is when I would see a speaker talk about something um, inspirational, that left a mark in my memory and in my mm-hmm. heart with that organization and at that conference. Like, I will always remember this conference because I saw this speaker fell in love with his nonprofit, and then I took that back to the company I was working with at the time and said, we need to figure out a way to work with this organization and help raise money for their cause. And it ended up being a really great thing for our business at the time because when we took that 
charitable aspect to the exhibitor show in Las Vegas, we used a tool to get people aware of, it was at the time the Dream Foundation is who we were supporting. We had raised money through sponsorships. And, you know, people were really drawn to our booth because we had an activity to get people involved and and to print out this really cool wrapping paper for the kids of the program. And we ended up getting Best New Exhibitor that year. Wow. And I don't think it was because of our amazing and beautiful booth that we built showing off our 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 work there, I think it was also because of the fact that, you know, people were having an experience. It was something that touched their heart. They were learning about an organization that gave back to um, terminally ill adults and their families. And I think that that's the impact. It's, you know, you Mm want to sear a memory into somebody's emotions in their heart. And that leaves a trail of goodwill towards that brand, towards that organization. And I think that that is a vital pack, a, a vital a tool for businesses to use if, if they can. And you know what? Everybody can. Why not? Yeah, it's so true. Um, made me think of two things. Um, one was my first – so similar to you, been on both sides of the coin. I've been a vendor being on that side now. And I've also been a buyer. I've been a, a meeting planner for a large association and – was during this time that I was working for this association where I got certified for my for the audiovisual industry, got my CTS certified technology specialist, and only knew about it because of our group, our our association being involved, having a foundation, and um, teaching me as somebody who just kind of understood AV a little bit enough to get by, kind of thing. But teaching me that there was more out there, and there's associations to support where you want to get to and where you want to sort of move in your career and all those things. So I got certified and then right away that association reached out and said, would you speak at our conference? And I said, there's no way (laughs) in the world I'm going to be up on stage. I was a kid that was petrified of public speaking, all of those things. But the, when I finally decided that I would do it, this is about 12 years ago now. And I speak pretty regularly now, which is still to my, in my mind, shocking. I'm like, how are you? All right, I'm going to throw up a little bit and then I'll get on stage. <laughs> um, but when I was on stage that first time, I had somebody mentor me. I said, reach out to the association, said, I need someone to mentor me to help me like craft my my message and what I want to share. And they kept just harping on the fact, just, just heart on your sleeve. Right. Just speak from the heart and everybody's going to be hooked. Don't try to put up knowledge and facts that aren't really your thing. Share stories and things like that. And I did that. And I remember the first like couple of students that were in my class that were just had their aha moment that you just saw their face light up their head go down and they just wrote feverish notes about what I was talking about. And I was like, that was it. I was hooked. Mm -hmm. And now that's what I try to find every time I speak. I'm just like, I want to, I want to see that somebody gets value from what I'm sharing. And I love that. I love that so much. And it just becomes this, this great way to, build your personal brand, but also the brand of the company or organization that you're representing, right? So, yeah. And and in that, you know, analogy, you are being of service to the people in the audience and giving them their aha moment by telling them something they may not have known before, which is why MPI has been so important for me because back in uh, Northeast Ohio, where I started my career and and was born and raised, uh, I didn't know what, I I had never heard of MPI. It just wasn't something that was in the community that I was aware of. I knew about things like CTSM and I was going through that program with the exhibitor live, 
But um, learning about MPI was a huge deal. It's not not only did it provide me education that I didn't have on how to be the best event professional, meeting professional I could be, but it also introduced me to what having a great network means outside of just your organization, what it means to educate people and to get that, you know, oh, I gave somebody an aha moment to receive those aha moments, to have mentors, mm. to learn how to be a leader, to sit on a board of directors. So you and I have served on the MPI board together. I think I've been on the board on and off. I think this is my eighth year. Mm-hmm. And um, learning how to be a better leader sitting at that table and to work on strategic plans and being in charge of budgets, it's, it's those opportunities to be of service. It's all an education yeah. as, as well. And MPI has been such a huge opportunity um, for me as an individual and as a professional. It's, been, it's helped me you know, liaison into some of the roles that I've had in the last 10 years. Um, you know, I was able to receive awards from the chapter, been nominated for a global award through MPI, serving on global committees, helping other chapters throughout the country. It's just, it's a privilege and it's an honor and it's something that I wouldn't have had if it wasn't for a couple of folks in Arizona saying, hey, Suki, you need to be a part of MPI. Yeah. Awesome. Sam. Yeah. Absolutely. Um I- the that made me think of the the sort of you you were mentioning the professional journey that you do when you do volunteer and I think a lot of people see the PCMAs and the MPIs and the ILEAs and and all those professional organizations organizations for our industry as being these well it's good to go out and network and go to the parties and have the, go for the educational lunches and things like that but when you actually take it to the next level that next level of service um, of of give back. You learn so much about whether you're the director of education or the VP of membership or eventually a president role. It's very, it's one of the greatest educational experiences you can have by learning how all of that works. And you can take that back to your job. I used that to get a promotion. I've done the vice president role um, in this this Mm -hmm. volunteer capacity for a couple of years now. And these are what I've learned, and this is how I can justify my next level up in my career. Um, that there's so much to that, and actually, not just being an attendee at your you, know, you pay your membership, but really truly being involved. And then the other side of that is as our industry went through this huge upheaval these last couple of years, and our industry has always been somewhat transient, where people are at a career at one point and then they move to a different role with a different organization. Maybe you're on the hotel side and you move to the audiovisual side, and maybe you move to the client side. But people are moving around a lot in this business, and it's the one thing that I see that gives you this grounding, right? You've, it's like I've been to three or four different companies, but I've always been an MPI member. It's a or I've always been a PCMA member. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. there's so much value there. There is. And then also the certifications that, you know, you can get with some of these organizations. So in 2017, I went to um, MPI, offered a CMP university to help study for and be you know prepared for your CMP exam, which is a very daunting exam. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, through CMP university and a study group that we started on the side from there, I was able to pass the exam first time. And so as my way of giving back and, and learning what I learned about being on the CMP journey, I then became uh, co-chair of CMP University at the time that we were started. We 
in the, in the pandemic wasn't the first year I was co-chair. And I had always said CMP University would be so much more valuable if we could get people from all over the state to be a part of it, but it was in person. Yep. So with the pandemic, we had that opportunity to finally yeah. take it virtual. And, um, and it was a huge success. And we won an award for that. Uh, our chapter did and our committee as well. And um, we also earned an education award through um, AZSAE uh, for that program. So That's fantastic. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm, That's Continuing very cool. to give back to the CMP process. I've been a CMP for five years now, but I love the fact that I'm helping others on their journey and that our chapter is doing that as well. So a big supporter there. And then um, when I started with some nonprofit leadership, I was with the Tempe Chamber. I was a vice president there for four years. And thank you for your help through the pandemic with the Tempe Chamber as well. I learned how to be a TV producer with Troy. (laughs) It's Um, true. So with um, that, I had started a journey of education with the Institute for Organization Management. And what that is, it's a four-year program to study how to be an executive leader in a 501c6 organization. So that's chambers and associations or any member-based organization. So I finished that certification this year um, because I think it really helps me have a better idea of what associations might need as far as service from the GLOW group, who I'm with now. Um, and, and same with, you know, as being a meeting professional, that's one thing. But being able to see behind the scenes of what it takes to run an association really helps us be a better service to an mm-hmm. association, not just about their conference, but, you know, what are your strategic goals for this conference or for the budget for this conference? Where does that money go? How can we, you know, expand and enhance what you're doing through the knowledge that I have as both a meeting professional and a nonprofit leader. So it's a really unique combination of certifications, but I think that being involved and knowing all of the things that I do now because of the volunteer work and the community work I've done is what's now made me a higher skilled and a more valuable professional in in our industry. Yeah, absolutely. I see it when I see you sharing comments on LinkedIn or, or things like that about just like you, you, you've just kind of got a bit better of a pulse, uh, or sort of finger on, of, on the pulse of our business, which is just great to see. And I see you as a resource because of that, you know, we may not have worked together for a couple of years, but I'm still like, oh, Suki just posted this great article. I've got to read it as opposed to the million other articles that just hit my feed. Mm-hmm. You kind of vetted it for me. And I know that your, your sort of pedigree, your background has kind of put you in the place to make that good decision. Our last couple of things I want to talk about is, so we are both in our, we are both seasoned event professionals. (laughs) Let's (laughs) use that. I love that. If you were thinking of somebody that's maybe at our level that has been in the business for, for some time, some years, um, where is the value and how should they make that first step if they've like, Okay, I've been aware of these organizations, but what do what should I do? How do I find this? How do I how do I get involved later in your career? So if it's like so example for me, I'm you know, counting down the 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 point still a ways off, but counting down to where I get to retire. But I really in this period and it's you know, recent job change and things, was because I wanted to open up my life to be able to give back and sort of bring up that next generation through our company, but this, then also industry-wide um, as the sort of last chapter of my professional career. So mm-hmm. for others that are at our level but are looking to like, where do I start? What do you suggest? 
Well, I, I think the first thing I would do is take a look around you. Are there people that you see in your day-to-day at work or in your industry or even online? We have a huge resource of you know social media and LinkedIn. Are there people out there that you say, I really want to know their secret sauce or you know, right. I really admire that person. How do I get there? It's as simple as asking a couple of questions, you know, what do you recommend for me? So I believe in mentorship 110%. It's a huge and important part of of being a professional and where you should take yourself. Agreed. If it wasn't for Ed Scannell and Roger Rickard, I would not have joined MPI. So I consider them my Arizona meeting professional mentors. Um, about five years back during the pandemic, I reached out to Stephanie Nowak from the Tempe Tourism Office, retired. And I said, you know, I really want to be you when I grow up. Will you be my mentor? And so I think mentorship and asking people, you know, what organizations have you been a part of and how did you, you make your leadership steps and what do you recommend for me? Because it's not the same path for everyone. Yeah. And those people that you admire or that you're looking up to or that seem to be in the know are the people that you should be asking where to start because they're probably in a similar interest group or a similar industry to you. Um, But I really just think it's about reaching out and asking questions and finding what organization, if it's an industry organization, best matches your role. Because I always recommend to people, make sure your employer is 110% behind your volunteer work and give them the reasons why. So if it's industry-related and you're going to be learning skills – you know, it's really important that they understand that your service hours are also going to be helping you. And if there's an opportunity for certification and education credits, mm-hmm. then that's basically like a tuition reimbursement, and they should be helping with that as well. So I've always tried to have, you know, um, association memberships, education and programming as part of what my employer puts into the um, contract agreement for employment, yep. because I want to make sure they're 110% behind what that program looks like. You want them to know that it's going to take some time. It's going to take some of your time, but it's going to benefit. Here it's going to make you a better employee. The, it's yeah, going to make it's you like, much more skilled and educated in ways. You know, <clears throat> there is no such thing as a master's degree in, you know, being a meeting professional that knows everything. Right. You really have to learn it over the years. It's getting the experience from people around you and living it and doing it. That's what makes you experienced. Mm-hmm. So I, I really think that that's the place to start is take a look around. See other people that, you know, you really look up to and admire in your industry and ask them how they got there and, and if they'll help you. Yeah. And most people say yes. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. People love to share, right? Yeah. If you can just ask the question, oh, yeah, let me let me, let me me figure out how I did do that, right? Like right. that's usually what it takes for me. Um, but, yeah, true. I was just having dinner with a, a meeting planner that I've known for many years last night, and we were talking about, you know, you really got to be – you got to – you know, we're talking about some events that we've attended recently, some industry events, and how important it is to see them. No matter what you do in the industry, you got to get out there and see what other people are doing. So having that network of being able to talk to somebody like, what did you do in this situation, right? You've got that network of people. And I often, when I was applying for, uh, you know, started out in the motion picture industry and was going into association show management, I didn't know anything about like what it was to, to put on an event in a convention center. I knew how to do these movies and they were events that we would film on a street corner for a couple of days. Um, but I, I always was able to say, you know, if I don't know the answer, I have a brilliant network of people all over the country that do know the answer. So if I need to 
figure out how to light something like in a downtown high rise or something like that. I know somebody that knows how to do that, right? I don't necessarily need to know that, but my network is so good that I can find that person and they'll come and knock it out of the park for me. So how about somebody early in their career, kind of similar, but where do you start out? So, you know, I'm fresh out of, you know, um, hospitality school, you know, some of the, some of the local colleges have great hospitality programs and I'm getting into the industry and maybe I'm working, you know, at a restaurant or a hotel or something like that. And I want to figure out how to get involved. What do you do there? Well, hopefully it's a little bit earlier than that coming out of college. It's True. Some, in, in, in Arizona, it, at least we have, um, student memberships for HSMEI and MPI, and we are out talking to those colleges like NAU and GCU about what their hospitality program. We're talking to those students early on, getting them involved in the association. They're volunteering, they're understanding what it's about so that when they do come out of college, they already have that understanding of what being a part of those associations can do for them mm -hmm. and that they'll be making that a part of their first role. So if you're a student and you're out there, just Google, you know, associations in your industry. Um, and this is for any, any industry, but for it's any industry. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But for, um, this industry, it would be your HSMAI, MPI, PCMA. They have student memberships. It's really low cost. There are sometimes scholarships for students. Um, and, uh, and then the tickets to the events are usually free or like five bucks yeah, for students. If you're a student, if yep. you're a student. student memberships are a great gateway into your associations of the future. So cool. do it while you're a student. Yeah. Awesome. And I think you can let that slide if you have your student membership for like a year after you've graduated. I think you can still use that to get your, your student membership. I think you can too. And don't forget to put it on your resume. That's right. Because it is a resume builder to have those association memberships and log every hour that you volunteer. All that or volunteer time. And, you know, spend, you know, on your resume. I've spent 60 hours in this association, you know, space doing this, that, and the other thing. It's a really great resume builder. Yeah, I've had some clients that I met through that were student members of, of the MPI chapter uh, in Arizona and then became clients and hired me, mm -hmm. which was so cool because they learned all the right things. So it made my job when they hired me so much easier. It's like, oh, you know what you're talking about. And so. they probably saw you speak at one of the events. Probably. And said he knows what he's <laughs> we doing. We got to bring him on. <laughs> because I saw you speak a couple of times and I was like, I, I kind of just want to sit behind the scenes with Troy at one of these events because you made it sound so exciting and I've done it now yep. with you and in other situations and, and I love I love it. Yes. What is, this is my last question for you and we'll wrap it up. What is the thing that when it comes to service as your superpower, what is it when it all comes together? Explain what that's like when you have like delivered on your service and you've given back, like, you know, like when you've, when you're pitching a sale and you win that sale, that good feeling that you get, but what is it when it's the service side and you've, you've really, it's, it's hitting every chord. What is that? What is that like for Suki? Mm, wow. Well, I can just, I'm just going to go back to a recent experience where um, the Glow Group managed, and I was the project lead on this, but we, we managed an 850 person conference. And um, during that event, I mean, we had our hands on every detail, but making sure that not only did we hit every detail, but like thinking ahead, you know, having preference sheets for leadership and making sure everything 
you know, was super cool for the attendees and making sure their experience was great. But when the whole thing was said and done, and we even gave, we had a community give back as well. We did a book drive and raised funds for a local literacy project in the city that we had the conference in. So it was all this big, warm and fuzzy. But when your customer comes up to you and just like speechless, we don't know how this could have been any better. Um, Knowing that and that everybody that you've helped, you know, is a hero in the eyes of everybody back at their yeah. organization, that you're the <clears> clients <throat> that you're serving directly, the, those meeting planners that we're serving, that they're looking like heroes and that we gave back to the community and gave these attendees a great experience and education. They needed it. It's just, you know, it's a it's a huge high. And I think that's what keeps me coming back to doing good deeds. How can yeah. we help? How can we elevate this? And it's really about just making sure that it's not just checking a box, but being like always being in the attendee's mind or always in the organization's mind of how would I want this to be for me? How would I want this experience? What's going to leave a mark? What's going to really be that extra thing that we can do to make it super special? And um, when you know that you've done that, you can put your cape on and fly home and yeah. just like... <laughs> Let's see you at the bar. Done and yep. done. You know, I just... It's what keeps me coming back. So I'm kind of addicted to that, I think. It's really part of um, why I get up every morning is to just, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen New Amsterdam, but I just love the fact that it's always the key um, character is, you know, how can I help? That's the first thing that he asks when somebody comes up to him is how can I help? And I think that's important for all of us to do. Not just help, but just and make it magic. Ah, I love it. (laughs) And actually, that's so funny that you said that and – we are, we're sort of going through a bit of a website rebuild mm-hmm. and that is the first thing we want to sort of appear on that. When you land to our page, we just want it to be some version of how can we help you? Like just, that's it, right? Just like you can do so much. We're an AV company or a production company. So you can do all the flashy lighting and projection and video and all of that stuff on your, your opening video, or even when we pitch to a new client or something. I'm often, so that's all good and great. And every other AV company has all the same stuff we have, but the differentiator is our service and our listening and our way that we go about working with you and your audience right? and getting that to be the, the message. Right. And then it's the same thing for the glow group. You know, we are, we, we take all of our organization, our clients on a holistic basis, you know, like how can we help? But we really dig in and ask questions about where there are opportunities that we can, you know, come in and help, whether it's communication, you know, taking their brand to a new level, making sure that their customers are loyalists, you know, how do we help? So everything that we do is of service too. And it's just really taking a holistic look at what someone needs Mm -hmm. and giving them what they need, but then a little bit extra. Yeah. Yeah. We really try to do that even here just on the daily between each other in the building. We recently started an employee recognition program where we can each call out each other and just be like, hey, you know, you you stepped up and you didn't need to, but you did. And then we recognize it in front during our sort of company meetings and and whatnot. But that's, that's so important. So important to give kudos where kudos are due. Yes. And, you know, like you said, it's, it's, it's an internal piece too. you know, being of service to the people that you work with every day. How can I help? You know, it, it, every day we're probably asking somebody like, you know, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> or how you yeah. doing? Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes there's a little bit of something that comes back and you say, well, how can I help? 
And and that's the new Amsterdam that I got to figure out a new phrase, though, so I can trademark it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This has been a very thoughtful and, um, I don't know, uh, mind-expanding experience in a good way uh, where we were just able to think about how we, I think, naturally do things, but trying to put it in words of, like, how do we share how we naturally do this, this you know, this way of being of service. So. Yeah. Right. I really do think that the one takeaway I want the listeners uh, to get from this is that the level of service that you give is the difference between somebody looking at you as a supplier or a partner. Yep. And true partners are, you know, these are things that are long-lasting relationships and they're, you know, a give and take and there's a lot of heart involved in partnerships. Yeah. And so I think that's the thing that makes the difference. I think it goes both ways, right? Like you, the, those those clients that give that little bit of extra in that service, they also just make it so much easier. They do. Yeah. Bringing it together. True partnerships. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Suki. Um, you were brilliant talking about service as your superpower. Thank you so much. How can people get a hold of you um, and tell us what you're what you're up to these days? Uh, well, the best way to reach out to me is through LinkedIn. Um, Suki, S-U-K-K-I, is really, there's only a few of us out there. Um, so you can find me, Suki Janky, on LinkedIn. Um, and currently what I'm working on is I'm, I'm with the Glow Groove. I'm a consultant and a facilitator and a coach. And um, so we, like I said, we take a holistic look at organizations and see how we can help. We're a full service marketing agency. My major role is working on client events, nonprofit strategies with for-profits and nonprofits. And um, any way we can help. We all have our own superpowers at Glow Group. And, uh, and we make a lot of magic with our clients and help their organizations be stronger through communications, whatever they may need. I love it. And I've seen it firsthand. You guys have brought us out before and I've managed to, to have the joy of working with you and your team. So I highly recommend um, the Glow Group. Thanks. And also a plug for um, MPI, Arizona Sunbelt Chapter. We are starting our CMP University program. Uh, February 10th is the first session, and I will be facilitating that session on strategic planning. So I come back Hybrid, every year. Hybrid, virtual, it's and? It's virtual. So okay. we, we've actually have people registered from, I believe, Michigan, Kansas City. We have somebody from the Carolinas, somebody from Texas. Fantastic. So we've, able, we've been able to open up that study group to the entire country, and I'm coming back to teach strategic planning like I do every year which is really fun. So I'll be doing that in a couple of weeks and I'm heading out to Vegas this weekend for a client event. So awesome. that's what I'm doing. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> Again, this has been Seize Backstage, your all access pass to everything you need to know to design, produce, and inspire your next event. Remember to subscribe to the podcast at seizepro.com slash backstage or wherever you get your favorite podcast so you too 